The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. The White House saying this afternoon that the National Guard is headed to the Capitol building to help quell that violence by supporters of President uh, Donald Trump. A person uh, familiar with the situation saying that one person has been shot. Their condition is not known. We know we've been telling you, you've been hearing here on 630 Ched that dozens of Trump supporters breached security perimeters and entered the Capitol, forcing some senators to hide under desks. All of this earlier as, uh, you know, the president riled up his supporters by uh, continuing to falsely claim widespread voter fraud to explain his loss to Democrat Joe Biden. He uh, tweeted that protesters should remain peaceful. Uh, U.S. President-elect Joe Biden made a statement saying, hey, you know what, president, you need to step up. It is time to tell these people to stop. A short time ago, he did. He put out a... Uh, about a minute-long statement on Twitter saying, you know, continuing to claim that the election has been stolen, that it was a fraudulent election, but saying that it's time to go home, that they have to be peaceful. Uh, want to right now... Uh, speak with our next guest, Anne Fitzgerald, who is the director of the Belsilli School of International Affairs. She's a professor at uh, Wilfrid Laurier's University of uh, Political Science Department. She um, ha- also worked at Cranfield University, where she was the director of defense and security leadership. Ms. Fitzgerald, thanks for joining the show this afternoon. Pleasure. All right, let's start with, uh, you know, as you watch what is happening, what is unfolding in in D.C., what is going through your mind from the perspective where you sit in the work that you do? Well, I'm just watching how the the security is being enhanced at every move, how tears are being moved up in the response, uh, not just hour by hour, but it seems minute by minute. It seems to me, and we were talking with our uh, Washington correspondent, that um, police security uh, services in Washington not necessarily prepared for what happened. And now that we're seeing National Guard being moved in, all of that sort of thing. My question is, is how does something like this happen? How do people storm a building like this, which you would think would have um, extreme security measures? Yeah, well, it's it's a great question, and they would have already had Capitol uh, Hill police officers that sit in the chambers regularly during these sessions, and it's very, very likely that it would have been a smaller group within the larger group of mm. protesters that would have moved to storm the Capitol building, um, because average protesters just wouldn't even consider this. So, um, and Trump was also adding to that by um, uh, tweeting to encourage the protesters to make their way down to the Capitol Hill. So it would have been, I think, probably a group within a group and the encouragement over Twitter, um, which riled everybody up quite quickly. How is it being handled? Well, it's, it's, it's a bit early to tell at this point. Um, things have unfolded very, fairly quickly. Law enforcement were leading, um, but they were very much in reactionary mode. The Capitol Hill police just wouldn't have had the capacity on hand to immediately deal with um, the, the protests and would have been relying on others like the Washington City Police and the Washington State Police to 
get down and help them. Um, news is now reporting, as you've said, that the National Guard has been called in. And this is the next tier up from the um, state police. And it's, it's actually an, a, a component of the federal military forces, which can be called upon both by the feds and by the um, state. So depending on how big this gets and if the crowd don't disperse, um, and if it gets violent, you know, that's where um, the National Guard's capabilities mm-hmm. become trialed. And, and, you know, the next tier up is, is the national military as a last resort. Give us an idea of the balance that has to be struck here um, by uh, police, by the National Guard, by potentially that next level military, if called in with dealing with these protesters. How, um, you know, y- you don't want to see injuries. You don't want to see, you know, guns being fired. We have had reports that shots have been fired already, but that balance of handling this, what, mm-hmm. um, what are the rules of engagement in a situation like this, Anne? Well, there will be legislation concerning something that is better known as military aid to the civil authorities, um, whereby military components come in and they uh, are used to exercising regularly with their police counterparts um, for purposes of uh, protest response, crowd control, uh, civil uh, civil disobedience, um, terrorist uh, attacks. So, um, you know, the forces will know how to operate together on these issues. Um, and and we'll be prepared for it. But I, I, I think probably what we're waiting for now is for the one person who can bring a bit of calm to this situation to speak up, and that's um, uh, Donald Trump himself. Uh, you know, we've seen the power of his tweets. Uh-huh. He has the ability to manage this. So he, he you know, we hope he, to see an appeal that he makes to his supporters saying, please stand down and um, stop what you're doing and and go home. Um, but he hasn't done this yet. And well, and he did. He did. He did actually put out a tweet about uh, about about 15 minutes ago. It was a minute-long tweet, continuing to claim the election was stolen and it was a fraudulent election, but urging people to go home. So we finally did see this. We finally did. Um, I guess the question, and, and as you say, is it going to do anything? Well, no, it's, it's just like, will, will the curfew do anything as well? Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's very difficult to enforce things like curfews, especially when you've got thousands of people on the street. I guess the one thing that the um, law enforcement uh, and guard could do is also be prepared for counter-protesters coming and, and showing up. The authorities keeping these groups separated. Um, Uh Because if people don't go home and stand down and don't respect the curfew that's been uh, issued, then we may see counter-protesters coming into the same space as those groups and, uh, you know, the situation has uh, less prospects of, of, of diffusing if we do.
Ann Fitzgerald joins us this afternoon. You you brought up uh, curfews, and certainly over um, this year, we, we saw a lot of curfews being put in place at different protests uh, across North America. Um, and, and you talk about the difficulty of enforcing them. Um, you know, and, and sometimes I wonder then, you know, what good it is to say, okay, we're putting a, a, a curfew in place from 6 to 6. I'm guessing that there are people who are going to abide by it, but those who are um, dedicated to uh, the protests, dedicated to their feelings, are saying, you know, hell yeah, we're going to keep going. Those are the ones that, for the most part, are just going to break those curfews. And um, you know, so the, the curfew aspect, when it comes to security, I find an interesting an interesting thing at, at how well it works or doesn't work. You're absolutely right. I mean, it's, it's, it's akin to the curfews that are put in place and the, the lockdown provisions around the pandemic, right? If you have a good unified society and a unified population, um, the likelihood of compliance increases. But if you have a very divisive, uh, ununified population, then uh, less compliance is normally absor- observed. The other thing is, you know, to enforce things like curfews, it requires a very high police presence, and this takes time. We still don't even see that um, in large enough numbers around Capitol Hill. So, um, you, you know, dealing with infractions related to curfews when there's violence and gunshots breaking out, um, <laughs> you know, six of one, half dozen of the other, you've got to go where um, the violence is going to be uh, best diffused. So we've seen uh, we've seen video of windows being broken. We've seen people uh, storming inside of the building. I saw uh, a picture of one of the rioters allegedly sitting at uh, Nancy Pelosi's desk, getting into her office with a note that says, "We won't back down." Um, when it comes to looking at this afterwards about what the heck just happened today and security measures, what kind of um, what kind of report goes into that? What will have to be done to ensure that something like this doesn't happen again? Well, um, there will be an after-action report, as, as uh, is normally the case um, following these kinds of incidents. Lessons will be identified and hopefully lessons will be learned you know, doctrine will be evolved, manuals will be updated. Um, Probably, well, the population is quite politically divided in the United States. Mm. Um, Further capacity will be bolstered in certain areas, and I suspect Capitol Hill will definitely be one of them. Um, And, you know, we'd be better prepared with our uh, exercising on these issues in the future. So, um, you know, we can just hope that calm and peace will be restored very soon. But I think Donald Trump will be playing, will need to play a vital role in that. And Fitzgerald, want to thank you for joining us this afternoon. I know we pulled you out of a meeting to join us uh, uh, on the fly. So I, I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you so much for your insight this afternoon. Thank you very much. Take care. Ann Fitzgerald is the director of the Balsilli School of International Affairs, a professor, uh, a a political science professor at Wilfrid Laurier University. But as well, um, she um, has worked at both King's College, London University's International Policy Institute, and at Cranfield University, where she was the director of defense and security leadership. So on that security side of it, you know, interesting when you talk about those curfews and how well they work and how 
how well they don't work. It's also, uh, you know, as we watch what is happening at uh, Capitol Hill, we've seen pictures you know, inside of guns being drawn. We've seen pictures uh, and video of, uh, of security and police uh, clashing with, uh, with protesters. We've seen pictures of, um, uh, you know, allegedly of, of uh, some of the rioters in some of the offices. I had mentioned uh, Nancy Pelosi's office uh, watching right now as, as, as people are moving through the building. Now, we did hear from President Trump not not too long ago, he put out uh, a minute-long uh, message on on Twitter. Again, continuing to claim uh, fraudulently that the election was stolen, uh, you know, and uh, but urging everyone to go home. Um, but up to that point, really hadn't been doing a whole lot. Earlier in the day. You know, urging, urging, uh, egging on his protesters to march to the Capitol, to to do, uh, to to do this, and uh, boy, oh boy, the the scenes from Capitol Hill over the past couple of hours have been um, absolutely unreal. We'll have continuing coverage this afternoon. We know that uh, the vice president, um, the vice president uh, put out a tweet uh, shortly before the president spoke saying that the violence and destruction taking place at the U.S. Capitol must stop. It must stop now. Anyone involved must respect law enforcement officers and immediately leave the building. Peaceful protest is the right of every American.